0: Well, hello there, everyone. Oh my goodness, it's been a while since I've (laughs) done some podcasting here, and I wanted to share why. So I was sick with bronchitis for about, boy, two or three weeks. It really knocked me for a loop. And um, I was in Mexico before that, and I got food poisoning. So (laughs) it's probably more information than you want to know, but that's why I was not podcasting. And then after I started feeling better, I ended up going on a raw food retreat where there was juicing and some fasting and eating rabbit food, which was phenomenal. And I just got back. So it was a period of many weeks where I was either sick or I was on vacation. So I'm feeling much better now and I'm back in action. And I'm just so happy to be podcasting again and being able to connect with all of you so thank you for being patient with me I got some emails from some of you saying where's the podcast I miss it and uh, I just really appreciate your patience and um, I hope everybody is doing great in their businesses and in their life it's uh, summertime here in northern California and if you're listening to this and it's December <laughs> down the road in the future Um, I hope you're doing great, no matter what the weather is, where you are, and no matter when it is. So I wanted to share this interview with you because for those of you that want to become six-figure pet sitters, it'll be really valuable. And even for those of you who are dog trainers or pet groomers, I think you're going to find some value from this interview. Michelle Hunting interviewed me. A few years ago and she is a dog trainer. She has a radio show and she interviewed me for her radio show and I was listening to this interview thinking that it would be a good one for the podcast and I decided to go ahead and run this segment because I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So I hope you do and here is Michelle interviewing me.
1: (laughs) Welcome and good evening. So I'm here tonight with Kristen Morrison, and we're going to talk about starting and running a pet business. Kristen Morrison started her own uh, pet sitting and dog walking company in 1995, and she grew this company to be one of the largest pet sitting and dog walking businesses in California before she sold it in 2013. Right now, Kristen is doing business coaching for thousands of pet sitters, dog walkers, and trainers and other pet businesses across the United States, Canada, the U.K., and Australia. Then in 2008, she founded a Six Figure Pet Sitting Academy, and through that, she provides coaching webinars and business products. And Kristen went on to create the Six Figure Pet Business Academy for all uh, pet business owners. Including the dog trainers, the groomers, and dog daycare owners. She is nationally recognized as a speaker in the pet business community and has taught workshops on various topics at pet business conferences around the United States. And in addition to all those awesome things, Kristen has written two books uh, Six Figure Pet Sitting and Six Figure Pet Business. Welcome, Kristen.
2: Hi, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here, Michelle. I appreciate you asking me to be a part of this interview tonight.
1: Well, it's an honor, and I'm excited to talk about this topic. So, I wanted to start off our interview tonight with how did you get started in the pet industry?
2: Yeah, so I had always loved animals ever since I was a little girl, and I thought I would be a vet, but I ended up being a vet assistant. One year in high school, and I was in surgery, and I fainted <laughs> when I oh. saw blood. <laughs> That is not going to work for me. I thought I would end up becoming a writer, which I have, of course. I've written a couple books. But I I was looking at journalism. That was really where I was headed, um, going to school and studying journalism. And I ended up walking on a bike path one day. And there was a woman who had a t-shirt, a dog-walking t-shirt. It was a business shirt. And we walked past each other. And I turned around and I said, do you have a dog-walking company? And she said, yeah. Do you want to work for me? And I said, I do. And she said, great. So I ended up being interviewed by her the next day, and then she hired me, and I worked for her for three months, and just felt like I had fallen in love with this amazing profession that I didn't even really knew existed. And um, I started my own business in 1995, and sold it last year in 2013, and it has just been an incredible adventure. Working with pet sitters, running my own company, it's just been amazing. That is yeah. so
1: awesome. <laughs> I know, like, I wanted to be a dog walker <laughs> yeah. when I was like in my probably like late teens, early 20s. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it was fun. It was a lot of yeah. fun when I did it. Yeah, definitely. So, so for those that are thinking about I, I kind of want to work with animals, maybe I should uh-huh. start pet setting. Where's a good place for
2: them to get started? Yeah, so some people might want to look at working for somebody else like I did. Um, now, I went into working for somebody else not realizing that that's what I would want to do as far as starting my own business. So if you're if you're really seriously considering starting a business, I would recommend being really honest with whatever company you're looking to work with and letting them know just so you're in integrity around that. Um, But if you're just wanting to explore it, you know, you might want to send out an email to friends and family and say, hey, I want to pet sit. I want to explore this and and do it that way. That's a good way to kind of dip your toe in without being too invested in it, you know, and being able to maintain your current job whatever that is, and, you know, pet sitting and dog walking on the side. Because I have hired, through the course of owning my business, I owned it for 18 years, and I hired probably about 250 pet sitters and dog walkers in the course of running my business those 18 years. At one time, I had 35 staff members And, you know, a lot of them I would interview, and they would think, oh, my God, pet sitting, you know. A lot of people felt like it's a dream come true. It's a dream job, and it is in a lot of ways, but it is also a lot of work. And it's not (laughs) only dealing with the pets, but it's dealing with the pets' people, right? So you've got to be somebody that is able to be really adaptable and friendly with both pets and their people, you might think, I want to do this, but until you actually do it, and, you know, handling big dogs can be really um, stressful. I mean, there, I'm talking about the cons here. There are so many pros, but a lot of people go into it thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be so fun. Not realizing that there are drawbacks to this job. Working on the, over the holidays is one. right. You know, we talked about that, how that was impacting you, right, Michelle? And I know it did for me, too. And there are so many wonderful things. So I would just recommend exploring it. When I started my business, I thought it's what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to start a pet sitting business. And so I started walking my neighbor's dogs. I didn't even have a car at the time. I just would walk neighbor's dogs. And so I walked to their houses and walked their dogs. And and gradually, I had a lot of dogs on my street that I was walking. And that was a way for me to really realize, I love this. I want to keep doing it. Yeah. And you also
1: stayed really fit.
2: Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. I mean, the dogs really force you to, you know, get really fit. And it's great. I felt like it was a dream come true for me because I got paid to exercise. And that is such a gift. (laughs) And be with these incredible creatures. You know, you get paid to have unconditional love around you all the time. And I have to say. I had so many clients who were just so grateful all the time. You know, of course, there were some clients that were kind of challenging to deal with, but for the most part, I would say probably 99% of my clientele were just very filled with gratitude and always thanking me and giving me gifts and, you know, big, massive tips over the holidays. And, you know, I just felt like I was getting love from all directions. And it was, where else can you get that? It's really Absolutely. profound actually. Yeah. I have
1: people that I put that for almost ten years ago and they're still good friends with me. Oh so.
2: yeah. I mean you become a part of the family. You're like the you're Absolutely. the dog's nanny. Yeah. You know, so I, I was really... getting invited to holiday parties. <laughs> yep. Yep, me too. I know. I know. It was incredible. Yeah. It's really really and special. One of the things that I enjoyed about pet sitting was
1: that I didn't have to sit at a desk all day, but I yeah, had to be exactly. mobile and out in yep. nature. So.
2: Mm-hmm, I know. I would hike on the trails near where I lived. I would round up the dogs in my car. When I did get a car after a year of pet sitting for my neighbors, I, I ended up getting a car because I started getting clients further and further away, and so i just round them up, put them in my car, and take them on the trail, and it was just incredible, you know, to be in nature, to be with these wonderful animals, and get paid for it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, who would you, like, what type of person
2: would you say wouldn't be cut out for this type of work? It's funny because it's sort of counterintuitive, but I would say... People that don't really like people are sometimes, not usually, but sometimes the people that are really drawn to this kind of work, and I would say that's going to be a little bit challenging if you don't like people. Like I I would interview a lot of pet sitters who would say, I like pets more than people, and that was always a bit of a red flag for me because I felt like, boy, this job, even though they're not going to see the people a lot, there still is some people interaction, and I would say, ideally, you want to really be a people person and an animal person. So if you're not, it could be kind of challenging because you're going to end up dealing with a lot of clients who are really doting parents, a lot of people who hire pet sitters, are just really devoted to their animals in a way, sometimes even more than they would be with their kids. I know that's Uh, that's that's what I (laughs) do. (laughs) <laughs> mhm. They would even say, you know, I am so yeah. much more kind of rigid with my dog than I was with my daughter. What's going on, you know? Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it is that they're working out in their life, you know, they're doing it through their pet, and you know, and pets are just so loving, so they want to give back to their pet. So, you know, that's something to really pay attention to. Also, there is a lot of multitasking in this job. Even if it doesn't seem to be that way, you know, you're driving to a pet sitting job or a dog walking job. That's pretty basic and straightforward. But, you know, scheduling all the clients and making sure that you actually show up (laughs) and being organized is really, really important. And, you know, you don't want to be one of those pet sitters that gets known very quickly for letting somebody fall through the cracks, because that's not good. And word spreads very quickly about that. So, you know, I would say somebody that is really meticulous is going to be a really good fit for this. And, of course, you have to absolutely love animals. If you're kind of like, eh, I kind of like animals. It would be fun to exercise. You know, I would say you might not want to... Do this as a business because you're going to be with animals all the time. And so to really have an, kind of an over-the-top love for animals would be a good thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success. Starting right now, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are Are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than sixty seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to petbusinesscourses.com.
1: One of the things that I wasn't super comfortable with was giving Uh medication.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, that that always
2: kind of made me nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, and a lot of owners are willing and happy to to show you too. I had with my pet sitters some of our clients would show how their cat pills most easily. You know, so if you're a new pet sitter, you can ask the clients if they would be willing to show you how to pill their cat, and you can word it in that way, like I'd really like to know how you do it you know, so that you perhaps don't come across as not really knowing how to do it but wanting to learn how they (laughs) do it, you know. That could be one thing because, you know, and it is very specific for different animals too. Some cats are really good if you put a towel over them. Others will go crazy. They don't like that at all. So, you know, I would really recommend asking the owners how to best do that. And, of course, dogs are so easy to pill. Just put it in food, and they're usually good to go, unless they're not chow hounds.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was, I had a dog like that that wouldn't eat it in the food, and I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, it's tough. It's really hard. Yeah, but usually
2: there's something that they really do like, even if it's, you know, I don't know, a little treat or something. Yeah. There's usually something that will get them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sounds like you may have done this once or twice <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah I mean I, I definitely would be calling the owner sometimes saying this dog is not taking this pill what What do you recommend and they'd recommend you know a yummy cheese you know that was 10 bucks a pound and
1: oh, <laughs> here geez. you go yeah. a piece of mm-hmm. lamb <laughs> yeah exactly
2: filet mignon <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: as I saying, can, can you really make enough money to live on doing pet sitting?
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, you have to do it in a smart way. So what a lot of pet sitters do, and this is what I did, too, in the beginning, is I was just grateful to get clients, so I wasn't really charging what the market was asking for. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was such a gift to be able to do it that I wasn't charging enough, And when you do that, you know, I really recommend with my coaching clients that they wait a year to raise their rates from the date that they had that client on or since they last changed their rates. So once you lock in a rate with a client, I think it's good business to keep that client at that rate for at least a year so that they're not feeling like you're raising their rate quickly. So really looking at, you know, what are you charging? And I often give the homework when I'm coaching new pet sitters of creating a spreadsheet with your competitors' rates to kind of see what the market is asking for when it comes to these different services. So that's a big piece of being able to create a really lucrative income. And then, of course, being able to market in a smart way is really important. So, you know, because oftentimes there are a lot of competitors, you know, out there. And I don't want to scare anybody with that. You know, I know when I talk about that, sometimes people go, oh my gosh, there's no room for me. But I think anybody that's really good is going to develop a following pretty quickly because word spreads like wildfire when there's somebody really great doing something they love. But the marketing is really important. And also connecting with your clients and letting them know that you want more clients is important. You know, that's a way to really bring in more money. And What happens, though, is oftentimes there is this plateau where it's kind of impossible for pet sitters to jump beyond it without hiring. So that's something that I often work with pet sitters on is hiring really great people so that they're able to kind of clone themselves. You know, nobody can be in two places at once. So it enables you to to take a client where you're already scheduled. And then gradually, you know, a lot of my coaching clients, what they're working toward is actually not pet sitting, you know, after a few years and just running the business. There are some pet sitters that I work with who say, I will never not pet sit. And I say, great, good for you for knowing that. But a lot of the people that I work with after a few years, say five to ten years, realize, you know, I do just want to manage my business. That works better for me. gives me more flexibility. And I ended up hiring managers. I got to the point where I really didn't want to work very hard. I still wanted to have my business, but I had been working so hard. So I ended up going Mm. from working, in one year I went from working seven days a week, pet sitting, dog walking and managing my business three days a week. And then I ended up a few years ago in 2010, I went away to India and Bali for four months while my managers ran my business and I didn't work. As soon as I came back, I realized I want to go again, so I doubled it. I went away for eight months in 2011, and my managers ran my business, and I didn't work at all, and everything went great. I mean, I had set it up so that, you know, they were able to really run the company, and that really served me well, too, when I went to sell my business because any buyer that buys a business really wants to see a service-based business, wants to see that it can run without the owner, if need be, and especially a pet sitting business, which is such an intimate service that you're providing. So I think I got a good buyer, you know, who really appreciated my business because she could see that I was able to step away from it. And, you know, I was not my business. My business was not me, whereas a lot of pet sitters, they're their business. So that can really benefit you for sure.
1: Um, What can people expect when they first get started in the industry?
2: A lot of pet sitters want to get lots of clients right away, and you can definitely do that if you do it in a smart way, but oftentimes there is this push of getting everything ready, you know, creating the website, creating everything, and then why aren't the clients calling? So to have a little bit of patience, but to balance that with taking action around that, you know, really doing some good marketing that's important. Probably, if they don't have another job, you know, they can expect to be working from kind of early in the morning if they're doing pet visits to late at night if they're doing pet visits, and then dog walking is midday, and then some pet sitters also do overnight sitting in clients' home or they board dogs in their home. So I really recommend that for a new pet sitter that's starting that you don't add overnight pet sitting to your list of services unless you're hiring somebody to do that, because you can burn out really quickly, too quickly. And I would say just offer the services of midday uh, dog walking, and then Mm -hmm. morning, midday, and evening pet visits for when clients travel. And then eventually, down the road, you know, you could hire an overnight sitter to actually do overnight sitting. But I get a lot of coaching clients who are so stressed out and burned out because they are working 24-7. And, you know, in addition to doing all the visits, the overnights, the dog walking, they're also managing their business and scheduling, right. and it becomes their whole life. And then they're wondering, why am I not happy? Yeah. You're working a lot. <laughs> your, your life is <laughs> yeah. your work, you know? how? Why would anybody be happy in that situation? Nobody would. So... You know, part of my work with pet sitters is really helping them create a really healthy, wonderful, meaningful work-life balance so that they're really enjoying their life and having a thriving, prosperous business, too. And the thing is, when I started my business, I had this belief that I had to work all the time, that business owners did that, but then one uh-huh. day I thought of that and I thought, you know what, that is just belief. I get to make this up. You know, I can decide that I work three days a week and that I travel to India and Bali. Why not? Yeah. You know, I don't know any other pet sitter that's done that, but that doesn't mean I can't do it. You know, what do I want? What works for me? So really looking at, you know, if you're a new pet sitter, if you're a pet sitter that's been doing it for years and feels really burned out, really looking at what do I want? And really looking at the beliefs that you have about being able to create that because oftentimes it's just a belief of, you know, I can't have a successful business and a wonderful life, but you can. Mm-hmm. It's just how Great. are you going to create that and how are you going to schedule that for yourself? Great advice. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I've, I've learned the hard way, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was not a happy camper for a number of years because I was working... Oh, all the time and I thought it was my business, you know, I thought it was my business uh, that it was at fault, but it was me and the way I was running it, that's all, yeah. you know, my business didn't yeah. do anything wrong, <laughs> it was just, wow, I'm really not running this in the way that really works for me, so how can I yeah. do that? Yeah, that's
1: great advice. Well, I, I know that you offer coaching. And you offer different classes. And I know we kind of focused on pet sitting tonight, but you also, Mm -hmm. you offer classes for many different types of businesses within the industry. So can you share with us
2: more about that? Sure, sure. So um, I do webinars every month, and um, almost all of them are geared for all kinds of business owners. Um, I mean, I do work with a lot of pet sitters and dog walkers, but I also work with dog trainers pet groomers, doggy daycare owners, different pet business owners like that. And so, yeah, I do webinars. I also do private one-on-one coaching with people over the phone or Skype. And um, I work with people either one time. A lot of people will call, set up a session because they have an emergency in their business. I had somebody a couple days ago who had a real staffing issue and she called me and we set up an emergency session. You know, so oftentimes I'm kind of helping people in their dire times of need, you know, if they have some kind of urgent issue. But then also I work with My coaching clients around really setting up the kind of work-life balance that they want to create, you know, work with them around their visions. I do something called best year yet coaching, which is where I help pet business owners create the best year they've ever had. So I work with them. I do a three-hour coaching session initially to help them create a business and a life plan. And then I work with them either once a month or twice a month to keep them on track so that they're able to really create what they most want to create in their business and their life. And that's really quite rewarding for both of us to see the transformation you know, that happens in people's yeah. lives. It's really fun. Yeah, I enjoy it.
1: Sounds awesome. Yeah,
2: and I've written, for those who want to kind of check me out as far as what I've written, so I've written a couple books, one called Six-Figure Pet Sitting, and that's how a lot of people find me are through my books, Six-Figure Pet Sitting and Six-Figure Pet Business. And the Six-Figure Pet Business is for dog trainers, groomers, and doggy daycare owners, and the Six-Figure Pet Sitting is for both pet sitters and dog walkers wrote those books in response to a lot of my coaching clients saying, I want a book. I want to be able to read you when you're not (laughs) available at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) So I heard that. I listened to my coaching clients for the most part and um, said, okay, I'm going to write a book. So I wrote Six Figure Pet Sitting First and then Six Figure Pet Business. And I'm working on my third book right now. I actually have two books that I want to get out this year. We'll see if that happens. But I'm really excited about bringing more into the world, bookwise. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to to see them when they come out. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I also offer a lot of business products for pet sitters. So my webinar recordings are available for sale, and I also have a. Pet Sitting Business Startup Kit, which I created a number of years ago, and have had hundreds of pet sitters um, purchase it and use it in their own business. And that's been really powerful for them to have all the forms that they need, and they're the forms that I used in my own business. And I also, yeah, and I also have a hiring kit that I created um, for pet sitters and dog walkers to be able to hire really great people. It has an application packet in it, which is something that I created to help people weed out the good applicants from (laughs) the bad ones. (laughs) (laughs) So it really helped me hire just incredible people and had a lot of pet sitters call me and say it's really helped them.
1: That's what I I do. Are all these (laughs) products and your webinars on your website, I'm assuming?
2: They are, yes. I have two websites. I have sixfigurepetsittingacademy.com and you can get there by going to sf. And then you can go to Six Figure Pet Business Academy and you can get there by going to sfpbacademy.com. And you can always just Google Six Figure Pet Sitting Academy or Six Figure Pet Business Academy and that will get you there too. And you can sign up for my newsletter on Mm -hmm. the website. There's a little form and I connect with um, the people on my list, you know, usually two or three times a month.
0: Hello there, everyone. I'm back, and I hope you enjoyed that interview with Michelle Hunting interviewing me. She's a great interviewer and a fabulous dog trainer. And I wanted to let you know that if you're interested in getting my free pet sitting and dog walking tips and tool sheet, you can visit the show notes at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 14. That's the number 14. And again, that's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 14. I hope you have an amazing day and I will talk to you again soon. Take good care. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.